Here we go. Roll video. I think anybody creating something new must have an adventure. It's not cinema, it's something else. My advice to a young filmmaker is to make a movie every week. The whole bag of movies can be learned in about a day and a half. But suspense is essentially an emotional process. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make films, you gotta make it and get a scene. Cinema for me is a world of when I dream. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Behind the Slate. I am your host, Aaron Strand. I want to thank you all for joining us once again on our withdrawal series as we take a step-by-step look at the making of a DIY independent feature film. Now, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to ask that if you like the work that we're doing, please give us a rating and review on whatever podcasting app you use. Hit those five stars leave a few kind words. It really, really would help us out and I would be forever grateful. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Behind the Slate Pod. You can also follow the film's Instagram account at Withdrawal Film, where we post even more behind the scenes content and fun videos and things like that. Now on today's show, I'm going to be talking to lead actor Millie Rose Evans all about her background, how she got into acting, and how that path led her to this casting process and eventually to this project. But before I get into all that, I just wanted to share a few words about casting. Because casting is something that can really live large in the legends and lore of films from a bygone era. But when it comes time to cast your own film, particularly on an independent level, it is really intimidating. And I would just say to any independent filmmaker, but particularly to any independent filmmaker who was once an actor, do yourself a favor and go through the casting process. Don't just cast your friends in every part because you will start to see how many illogical and strange things influence your decision-making because it's strange enough that you're trying to find a person to play make-believe to make this character come to life. That's already weird. But at the same time, you're also trying to see through the character into the individual artist and see if there's somebody that you would like to work with that 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 is inspires you. Um, at its best, it is an incredibly vulnerable process that can bring two uh, personalities and to sound a little woo-woo, you know, two uh, souls kind of closer together in a sense of artistic collaboration. At its worst, it can obviously be a manipulative, derogatory, uh, abusive form of power and unpleasantness that is uh, inflicted upon vulnerable people just trying to get a job. So how do we not do that? Uh, well, I that part isn't so hard. I think, you know, just 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 don't be horrible. Um, but how do we navigate the the strange world of casting? Outside of the script, casting may be the most important thing that you can do for your film because these are the people that are you're going to be relying on and whose faces and emotions are going to be on screen. And for this project, I wanted to provide an opportunity to a, an actor, or to, to several actors, that I wish I had gotten when I was in my mid-20s. 
I knew I was committed to doing a rehearsal process, months of rehearsal. I wanted to give them time to really uh, embody their characters, to find their actions and objectives, to really work on the scenes, to really like chew on these on this on this story. Because for the most part in film, you read the script, you get the part, and you show up to set, and it's just like, okay, well, do it. And I find this to be completely depressing. It is nothing like uh, the art form, the craft, the thing that I fell in love with once upon a time. And um, and I just, I hate that. So um, anyway, so I knew that I wanted to find actors that were down for that, that were interested in that collaborative process. And so I started off by just messaging and emailing people in my network and just asking people, hey, do you know anyone? Do you know anyone that would fit this? I wrote the breakdowns of the two lead characters. I started off by just looking for the two leads because I knew if I couldn't find them, then I didn't have a movie. So I uh, reached out to everyone I know. I started to get referrals. People started to send in tapes. Um, and from there, I went to the two main casting websites, as backstage.com and um what's on the actor side called actors access but if you're posting a breakdown side it's called breakdown services um uh, so backstage and breakdown services and i posted on both of those uh backstage you have to pay a little bit of money breakdown services it has to be a, the the proposal has to be approved by someone in the in the if you're on the east coast new york office um and you have to go through their portals um, for all that stuff. Now, all this is to receive self-tape auditions, which are now the industry norm. Uh, I just want to take the opportunity to say that I think self-taping is an overall net negative on the industry. Um, it is. I find it to be incredibly alienating. Um, I think it in, allows casting directors to send out these just giant nets, which they will say is good because it's giving more people an opportunity to submit. But in actuality, it's... Uh, giving false hope to thousands and thousands of actors um, who are not getting any kind of valuable feedback because they're not going into the room. They're never hearing back from the casting director. And uh, it ends up really sort of continuing to favor the 1%, but in, a, in an environment of secrecy. Um, I also think that it puts an incredible undue burden on the actor because it forces them to think about their camera setup, their taping setup, their lighting setup for their taping setup, their editing choices for the self-tape, and all this sort of technical stuff when they should be thinking about acting. Um, so I think it's a, overall a, a real net negative, but unfortunately, this is uh, the sort of standard of the industry. And since I am, you know, I was sending these tape, these tape requests out of my house um <laughs> out of my living room i didn't have a, a studio to invite them to you know to audition um certainly not in like a, a cattle call style um it was kind of the only option at the time now i got to see some just absolutely incredible actors throughout this process and that's one of the things you quickly realize because the joy of this business is you get to meet all these new people you get to meet these incredible actors these incredible artists and you start to even if they're not right for this project you start to file them away for future characters for for future projects um so i just love that uh i think in all i saw about a thousand people for the two roles so i mean it's the the amount of work was incredible uh it's a it's a it's a it's a lot to to watch especially as one person. And um, 
And I couldn't bring myself to like not watch people's tapes because, you know, even if I knew it wasn't right off the top of the bat, they took the time to send it in. I felt I at least owed them the five minutes uh, to sit and watch their work. Um, But I'm not going to lie, like it's incredibly, um, it's incredibly difficult to, to watch that amount of, of stuff. And it starts to play on your brain as uh, when you're serving as your own casting director, you know, you start to compare two people or you might just get tired and you, you start to miss the choices that they're making. All this to say is that if you have the benefit of working with the casting director, uh, that would be great. Uh, not only can they take on the huge administrative burden of sending out these requests and, 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 and fielding them and kind of uh, going through the tapes in a first pass capacity, but they also oftentimes have more relationships with these actors and can really help you sort of uh, navigate that. Now, I didn't have the benefit of doing that because I, I couldn't afford anybody, so I did it myself. And um, uh, and yeah, so that's just kind of what I did. Um, now, I just wanna also say that one of the things that came up for me and it always comes up for me when I'm casting is that I get incredibly anxious. Um, it feels sort of like a major, it's a major decision. It doesn't feel like it, it just is. And just as if you were buying a car or a house or, well, that kind of puts a weird materialist uh, spin on it because these aren't objects, they're people. But um, you're making a big commitment to something and you just, you don't want to fuck it up is basically what I'm trying to say. Now, I also personally experience a flip side to it, which is I have this deep fear of being uh, dumped by my collaborators or having collaborators like drop out or, you know, I don't know, uh, not being good enough. And it's something that like keeps popping up, you know, as I go through the casting process. And I, I say that to actors because it's so easy to think of a director or uh, a casting agent or someone is like, oh, they're the the gatekeeper. They're they're the enemy. They're the bad guy. They have all the power. I'm the one who wants this thing from them. Well, on the other side, uh, they desperately want a thing from you, and they're really afraid of not getting it. They're really afraid of 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 seeing a glimmer of hope, only to be let down. They're afraid of being told no just as much as you are. They're afraid of being disappointed, let down, or 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 you know essentially like broke creatively broken up with um they're afraid of getting their heart broken too and uh so it's just something to keep in mind as you go through this process is that everybody has these fears about um getting into a creative partnership and a job uh with somebody else i went through two major rounds of uh self-tapes i had several actors come do a a self-taped callback um, from there, I cut down the list to uh, about eight people, um, two two women and no six people, two women and and four men, and I invited them all to come to an in person callback uh, where we got to work together in a bit more of a collaborative scene study space, um, and that's how we ended up. Now, once I had made the final casting decision. Um, you know, uh, one thing that I've done from my very first short films is that I, as an actor, I've always hated that it's industry standard to submit your tape and you never hear back unless you get it. But if you don't hear back, it's just an assumed no, but no one ever tells you no. And again, it sounds a little, 
it sounds a little woo woo and this is like in my own head but it's like you put all this effort into like making all these characters and they just kind of like they just like live inside of you they live in the space around you and they just kind of slowly die um and especially early on when i uh, as an actor that was just really hard to live with but even now as i don't uh, obsess about auditions in the same way that i used to i still think that this is a really shitty practice because it just does not respect the actor and all the time and work that they put into submitting their tape to you or, or to, to coming in the room for you and to sharing their talent with you. So I've tried to do this uh, to the best of my ability. And on this project, um, because there were so many people, I, I dragged my feet a little bit longer than I would have liked. Um, but I contacted everyone or tried to contact everyone that I could who auditioned and informed them that the process had ended, um, that we ended up going in a different direction. But and thanking them for their work. And I've always just felt that this is a professional courtesy that provides closure and gratitude for everyone who submitted. Um, and I feel like it's you know helped um, form relationships with actors that have uh, you know sustained through the casting process and they know that I that they know that I watched their tape, that I saw what they did, and that I'm grateful that they sent it. And so the next time I have a project and reach out to them, you know, I, 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 I know because several have told me that, you know, they remembered that and they, and they appreciated that and made them want to, to, uh, submit again. So anyway, that's the casting process that I went on. And having said all that, I will now turn it over to my interview with Millie Rose Evans. Millie is an actor and a musician here in Atlanta, Georgia, and she is playing the lead role of Viv in our film, Withdrawal. Millie, how you doing today? I am swell. I'm just, <laughs> I just feel grand. I love this lighting setup you got going on. I guess if you're listening to this as an audio uh podcast you can't see the lights that she's got but she's got these really cool like string lights in the background yeah you know i'm i'm, I'm setting the mood here and if you are listening i will kind of just give you a visual uh description it's kind of rainbow lights um but they're i guess they're called like twinkle lights or like they're not they're not big bulbs you know what i mean they're they're dainty they're yeah. Very delicate, yeah. Very delicate, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Well, let's let's start off by just kind of going back. Like, how did you first get into acting? So I, you know how some people's parents are like scrapbook, like their mom's like a scrapbook mom. Okay. Mine wasn't. Mine was a video camera mom. So she just always had a video camera. I was so born in '96, so that was like the age of you know, the, the hand handy cam was like just huge. And she just, every moment of my life, there was like a camera in front of my face. So I started, that was obviously its own element, but my family is just a really funny, like we're just a funny little group, you know, and a lot of, a lot of just laugh and, and pretending to be different characters. I've got a video of me when I'm like three doing like this Italian accent. And I, it's it's really bizarre like i to the point where i'm like was i italian in a past life like where did this come from you know it's just totally goofy but um we're gonna need that footage i'm afraid i i have it i actually have it um <laughs> we digitized all the tapes and it's 
one day maybe there, there will be like a weird documentary like with, with like what happens when you record every moment of a child's life and how it impacts them um but i would get behind our tv and i would get clothes different clothes from like my parents closet and i would come out and it would be like introducing and they would just say like a random name and i'd come out from behind the tv and just put on this like little character and so i think that's i mean that's really where it where it started and then the theater naturally stemmed from there and then i got my hands on the camera and in all of the tapes when i'm little i'm always kind of reaching for the camera and like wanting to look through it and so it was just kind of a natural curiosity that continued to grow was one of your parents like particularly encouraging to like get you onto the stage like into like a theater program um no and like i'm kind of mad about it i'm like why didn't mom <laughs> like you saw you saw you know like I, the, the mom you do the you mom do. potential was so strong um no i i remember like a couple friends that were like you know their parents like oh Audrey's doing the play like this. And my mom was like, okay, well, yeah, Millie, you want to do that? I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh. Like I didn't have the language or I didn't, I don't think I really understood like what it was and like how I could just like do a class, you know? And then once that started, it was, it was very apparent that I loved it. And so they were super supportive, but no, they didn't really, it, it just kind of happened organically. I always would say to my, my parents, like, y'all should have forced me to like do more stuff. Like you guys should have been like, like, I want to be Lindsay Lohan. Like I want to be traumatized. Like, please like just force me to do a bunch of stuff as a child actor. But I mean, it's, it's fine that that didn't happen, but you know, I, I was ready for it. <laughs> you were ready for the trauma. I was so ready. Like, oh my gosh. Eager. Well, I'm glad that you're like a competent, uh, I mean, you're a competent human, mm -hmm. incredibly talented actress today, rather than like, a yacht girl, you know, like af post acting, you know, yes. drug addict. Uh, totally. I mean, it all worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, are your parents particularly artsy or like, are they artists or? Yeah, I, I would say yes, just because, so my dad's a journalist and he, he mostly focuses on, on medical journalism, but his background is just like he's covered all sorts of, you know, civil rights and AIDS epidemic. And he's always been just very like into, I don't know, the truth and, and stories, storytelling, you know, and uh, just probably the smartest person that I've ever, I've ever met really. Um, and then my mom is a therapist. So, you know, the emotional intelligence and both my parents uh, are a huge lover of of the arts and listening to like growing up listening to really really just great music you know and my dad can kill the harmonica like he's like really weirdly good at the harmonica and my mom played flute <laughs> nice it was a Flout weird flautist yeah a flautist yes and we always had uh miniature um poodles and they're like they love to howl so like it was a whole little circus act we had going on. Man, that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. And as we've as we've talked about, it, uh, you know, me and you individually, we're both only children. So that's a yeah, that's a lot to be poured in all just to you. Um, yeah, and it also <laughs> tracks. I mean, look at us here now. Whoa, whoa, wait, whoa! What are you saying here? Okay, listen, the stats, the studies are in, folks. Only uh -oh. children put the camera in our face. We have a lot to say. And it, people think, right, that we got 
a lot of attention. It's, I think, a misconception that only children, because it's just you, that you get so much attention. That's not necessarily true. I actually think because it's just you, there's this pressure of like, you're the, you're everything and you have to be everything, or at least I, I can only speak for myself, but I felt like I always needed to be, uh, well, not to get too clinical, but there's like a term called like parentified. And again, if my mom wasn't a therapist, I wouldn't know about this, but it, it happens to only children. And it's basically, instead of getting treated like a child, you're just the, like a third party that is almost kind of like treated like an, like an equal. And like, so your opinion is given a lot of weight, even though you're a child and it kind of can breed this like grandiose, like slight ego driven like I would talk to adults in a way that children probably shouldn't talk to adults like there was I just thought I was an adult you know I thought I was I didn't understand that I was a child yeah yeah well I can't relate at all so uh anyway moving on uh no 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 no. yeah no I I, that's uh that's interesting I've actually never heard it really described like that before and I've never I'm not familiar with the term parentified uh but yeah I could definitely yeah I I definitely there was times where I definitely just yeah, felt like a yeah, just the third member of a three-person party, yeah. and it was a bit it was a bit much. Um, and whereas like my wife, who's the who's one of five children, her and her brothers are like constantly bickering, fighting, like doing little things. But that does sort of like perpetually not, not infantilize. That's not quite the right word, but like keep them as a sort of child group that's like yes. separate from the adults. And there's no chance to sort of like have a a one-on-one talk with right because they're constantly like being kids with each other right and also you're 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 socializing with with peers that it's not just when you go to school you get to hang out with people your age which for me you know at home it was just like i'm an adult and then when i go to school it's like what are all these losers doing yeah yes. like <laughs> do they even know who Joni mitchell is like i don't know Fucking um, noobs. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, for the record, I do believe that is your cat in the background. If you hear howling, that is not like a, a hostage in Millie's yeah, bathroom. Yeah, I do not have hostages. I just have a very... He's an only cat. Parentalized cat. He, yeah, he's... Bless his heart. Um, It's a cat. I really want to clarify that that is a cat, not a child. Not an infant. <laughs> uh, screaming. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So I want to kind of like talk through a little bit of the process of like how you became how like we met because we did not know each other before this project and like how, you know, and try to kind of like lift the veil of like how you go about, you know, the audition process and like even finding work like as an independent artist. So you submitted or your agent submitted you to this I project submitted. via break? You submitted to this project via uh, Actors Access, I guess? Double yeah. A. Um, you know, <laughs> I just, I really, I think my agency is phenomenal, but they typically don't submit me to stuff that is more like independent or non-union or, or, or anything like that. You know, I, but I see, I do enjoy work like that, especially if the, if the writing is good, if the idea is strong. So I, I always check on actors access to see, um, you know, listings that are, or maybe that appeal to me. And I saw it and I was like, I think that I fit that. So, you know, I, I submitted for it. What was your first impression of the breakdown? Like, or like, yeah, what what was like the thing that was made you think like, oh, this would be a cool thing to submit for? Well, one, I, the music element you you do i feel like you you see some uh, quite a few breakdowns where it's like 
we need someone who can sing or play guitar or whatever it is, but not usually with a plot or like a storyline that is as deep and interesting as like the one that I think you've created here. And I, I really feel that, uh, it's it what it didn't feel like commercially at all like it didn't feel like superficially like we need you to like smile and like play and like we're selling this thing like it's it just was like raw emotional and uh that's always how i've i've felt as as a actor and and a musician is like if i'm going to do it it's going to just like be from be from my heart and like I I felt it just felt like a genuine project. It just felt like a genuine. It felt like there was heart and 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 soul behind it. You know. Well, that's amazing. I mean, I'm super grateful to to hear that. I mean, it's an it's awesome that that even came across in a breakdown because yeah, I've been looking at breakdowns for Jesus 15 years or more. Um, and yeah, yeah there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of things where you're just like. This is this is. I'm not even seeing a breakdown here. I, this is just a pure red flag of like something yeah. that I like don't want to be a part of. Yeah, when um, it's like we need a 360 in a bikini. It's oh, we need that. I'm like, I don't think you do. God, there's that. Um, I guess I, I think it's like it was a Twitter or an Instagram account of that that was run of just like horrible female breakdowns, like just the you know. Uh, oh, like man. all the tr- horrible tropes that these presumably men like put into these breakdowns, you know? Yeah. It's uh, rough. I've submitted for quite a few of them just to write something really scathing. Back. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just infuriates me, especially when it's something like it'll be, you know, like trigger, a trigger warning, but it'll be like something like sexual, sexual assault or like on screen, you know, rape. And, $50 a day and nudity. I'm like, what is this? I'm sorry, but like, you can't expect that from a human being. Like that is, um, you know, the Hollywood round table act, the actors round table. Um, there was one a few years back where Nicole Kidman was talking about how your, your mind knows that you're acting. Like you are aware that you're acting and creating a character, but your body really doesn't know what's going on. So when you put it through these like scenarios that can be, you know, violent or traumatizing or triggering or whatever it is, you know, that's something that you have to then sit with and it's in your, it's in your body, you know? And so it's not just some little light thing. Like I'm pretending like it's no, it's, it's a lot that go, you know, it's, so when I see breakdowns like that, I'm just, I just think that's so, that's so amateur and, and, and really just, you totally don't know what you're making content about. Cause you just shouldn't be making content about stuff like that. Totally. Um, you'll also see like pretty cringe inducing breakdowns where it's like the man will be like, Oh, like intellectual, like dark, but edgy. And then the woman will be like, brown hair like you know like like this like weight range or like something just purely like physical attributes and it'll say like supermodel like supermodel look it's yeah it those those are really bad yeah the guy is like super cool he's like a detective or like (laughs) you know he's just like got this like and then there's like there's like three girls that are like in the story and they're all like diverse but it's like one has red hair yeah, <laughs> and the other like she's a nurse it's like dude this is bad yeah yeah and i submitted 
for some of those. <laughs> hey, I mean, you got, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you sent your initial tape in through Actors Access. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a single scene. It was like a meet cute scene mm-hmm. and a song. So how did you go about like prepping this audition? How did you go about filming it? What was your, what was your process like? So for the, the meet cute scene, I really just tried to be down to earth and cute and fun. And I just, I think I just really looked the script. Okay. I will say this, like playing in a romantic scene uh, with, you know, the opposite sex, I felt a little insecure about my, uh, I guess, just being androgynous. And so I, I, I did feel, okay, I need to soften up a little bit. I need to, you know, um, kind of become this other character because a lot of the roles I get are like lesbian beer, like vibes, you know, and that's fine. That's great. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll book that. Um, but this was really an opportunity that I was so excited about because I usually don't get auditions where it's like a meet cute scene. Like I don't. And so I was so excited to do it that I think I just tried to have fun with it and be like, embrace my little like girly side and then really kind of show the other side of me with the song, which I chose, uh, I think it was, uh, one of these nights by the Eagles is either that yeah. one or I did, um, Oh, it was tell me, tell me why. Yes. Yeah. 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 That, tell me that why was that was one. Love that song. Love that song. But yeah, I just wanted to show a little bit of the girly and then the like, you know, I'm actually like cultured and I listen to the Eagles, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid range that I boxed myself into but no, it's, not, it's not stupid at all it's not stupid at all it's so funny I, like because also like because like i'm not an eagles guy like that is like that is not the way to my heart to my directorial heart is not through the eagles but your song was so wonderful um so <laughs> it is funny that you thought of like oh, I'll, I'll show this cultured side and i'm like i fucking hate the eagles yeah <laughs> but you actually but you're actually like fucking crushing this song right now i didn't even actually know it was the eagles that's how like eagles anti-eagles i am is you I, are I yeah am. to the point where you actually don't even like the bird itself yeah no fuck those you birds hate eagles and we've I, we've we've spoken about this before like the, Amer- kind of the american the symbol of america should be the turkey ben franklin was right fuck the eagles yeah and yeah. uh, Ho- Hotel California sucks. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, it's interesting that you were thinking about that, like, as far as like, yeah, like what you usually were going out for and like how you approached this like meet cute scene. Cause I don't remember, like, I don't think, I, I don't, my impression of the tape was not like, oh, this is someone who's like softening, like, particular, like, or like that, none of that like really came across in my viewing of the tape. Right. Glad that didn't um, deliver. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, I thought you just played, I thought you just played the scene like really honestly. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, and we've talked a lot about this throughout the rehearsal process, but you are somebody as a performer that I always feel like you're very intellectual. Like you really lead like with your mind. I'm like, see, I see you like thinking through things Mm -hmm. and like so much. And we'll get into some more like the process of like what we've been working on. But I I saw you like I like I saw all that like read across like very, very much. And it just felt like 
you know, a woman like moving through this, Mm -hmm. this circumstance, like, but like leading like, and that was the energy that you were leading with. And I mean, you played great. Um, You know, and the other funny thing is, is that a picture of you had popped up in my Instagram feed, Mm -hmm. like, like the week before, like a few days before. And it was you, you were on the Plaza Theater Instagram page, which is so funny because I was just talking to Brent, you know, who works at the Plaza. Like the Plaza Theater has this like, has has this like weird halo around this project for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, but you, a picture of you popped up on the Plaza Theater Instagram page and you were attending some event. You had this like badass like blazer and like is a turtleneck. It's like a suede, like cowboyish jacket. Yeah. And it looks sick. And I just remember I, the picture popped up. I'd never, never seen you before, never heard of you before. But I just remember seeing the picture and I was like, damn, like that girl looks like a movie star. Uh, I was like, that picture, that picture looks badass. And then I looked a little closer and I was like, oh shit, I think that girl just, I think she submitted like to the project. I immediately like go into my breakdown services portal and I'm like searching through the photos because, and like I finally like got down to you and I had just, sent you the invite to the audition. And like, that doesn't mean anything. Like the actor could just as easily like decline your invite. You right. know what I mean? So I was sort of like, I just remember thinking to myself, like, I really hope this person like submits a tape. Um, well, that, that, that whole story is just so cute to me. But what's so crazy about it is that's the night that I met. That's literally the night I met Brent. That is the night that I wore that outfit. I went to the plaza. He was working there and I was talking about uh, like, an audition like a call or something I had going on and it happened to I, I mentioned like the heroin it, like it, it just that was like kind of how I described the project and he was like yeah I just uh did that one too I was like cool that's crazy wow wild I was like yeah it's filming in Athens he's like yeah that's the one I was like okay I well hope you hope you get it and he was like hope you get it and then the next time I saw him was at the callback which was, it's just, it's just a weird. So what's crazy from the way he tells it is that he was literally reading the treatment like back in the back room of the plaza right before he met you. He was wow. like reading the treatment for the first time. Like, well, I guess while well, he should have been working. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, but uh, yeah, now that I think about it, he wasn't really doing much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He kind of was just like walking around. He was doing some crowd work. He was doing some crowd work. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, oh, the other thing that I remember about your audition is that you had your slate. Because, uh, like, the so- the song was great. Your cat was in the background. I'll- I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, your scene was great. Uh, but then your slate was like, you were like, hi, I'm Millie. I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia. But I'm from Athens. And, like, I could, like, definitely stay there <laughs> you said something like that <laughs> and I, I watched it with my wife and I remember she turned to she was like this girl wants this <laughs> yeah no for sure I was like look if there's this is this couldn't be more suited for me like I have felt like you you know you always try not to get like connected to like a project or an idea of like booking something but you also can't help it like it happens and I felt that with this and I was like what are the what are the odds that it's filming in Athens? Like where my whole, you know, even with my own personal like struggles with different, you know, substances and stuff. And we can get into like that later if you want, but just that all happened in Athens for me, you know? And so just, it just felt, it really like when I say it hit home, like it, I mean that literally, like it just felt so close to home. And 
the idea of being able to like stay with my parents, you know, and be visiting with them while I'm also doing this like thing that I love to do. It just, yeah, I, I never, I definitely wanted it and, and made that abundantly clear that I can work in Athens. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting that you, so yeah, you talk about like your own, your, your own like past experiences with substances and like this connection to this place that we're, we're both connected to mm-hmm. uh, having both like grown up in Athens, Georgia. What well, I'm curious, why, why was that like an attractive thing or like something that you want that? Why did you feel like that was material or a space that you wanted to play in and not something that you were sort of like, Oh, like that's a boundary. I don't want to cross. I think it just, I mean, it's just a challenge. I really think it's a, it's a, it's a challenge to go to that emotional space and go, go to that dark of a place, but it's also familiar enough where I'm not terrified of it. Like I have, I have been not exactly there. I'm not, I'm not Viv. I've not lived Viv's exact life, but I, I, there's enough crossover where I feel that there's still that challenge and this is going to really push me to grow as an actor. But also I think that I, I can bring, you know, something to this that is familiar and a little nostalgic in a way. I think, um, anyone who's ever struggled with addiction, it's, it's something that like, this is probably the closest that I'll get to being able to have some of those experiences again, you know, and in a weird way that is part of the addict brain is wanting to, you know, talk about it, make, make art about it. Do like, that's kind of, it's, I don't want to say coping, but it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's what we have as sober people. It's what we have is, is the memories of it, good and bad. And so this was definitely a way to kind of tap into that in a very safe and I think actually really healthy way. Yeah. Well, that's great that, um, that that's like how, how the process has felt. I'm curious. Yeah. How have you, how has that, that, how is that dynamic between like, um, your own personal experiences and then like working like within this character, you know, how has that, how have you navigated that space or have there, have there been challenges that have come up? How are you sort of like working through that? Cause like as you and I have spoken, you know, sort of at length about like that, you know, that we want to do this in a, a, a sit number one, like a safe, mm-hmm. healthy, supportive uh, way. And yeah, where art can be a healing uh, space. And like, I don't think that that's something that's necessarily always paid attention to, especially on a sort of like low budget film set or even like a big budget film set. Like yeah. there's, not a, there's not enough time, quote unquote, where right. to like, to like have those conversations. Um, but that's something that I've had. A, it's been a great joy and pleasure to have those conversations with you. So what does that process look like? Yeah, you've been, I mean, every time that I've, you know, spoken about my own experiences or anyone's shared any, anything personal, it's always felt like just such a genuinely safe environment to talk about that stuff and really supportive. And so I, I mean, I just feel like abundantly grateful for even being able to feel comfortable enough to talk about that and it not just be like, Oh yeah, well when Viv did this, like, I wonder how that felt. It's like, you know, I can actually be like kind of comparing some experiences, but here overall the, the way that I feel is I'm extremely protective of Viv. I, I feel that she is like within me and I really relate a lot to her, but in a, in a past, in a, in a past tense way. And so it's almost like a little bit of that 
inner child, inner adolescent, like I feel very protective of, of her and wanting her, wanting the best for her, knowing that like she needs to go on this journey. Just like when I look back at my past, I'm like, okay, that was, that was important that I, that I had, that I did that. And that all those things happened to me for better or for worse. That was a very, you know, momentous event. Those, these are all things that have had to happen. Um, and I just feel so protective of that person because obviously you don't just do these things out of the blue. There is so much that like emotionally and mentally, you know, brings you to the place to want to do, uh, you know, drug drugs or drink or something like any, anything to escape. And so on an emotional level, I feel very protective of, of, of that vulnerability. Yeah. Do you have any sort of techniques or like, ways as an actor that you go about accessing that or is that something that you're still even like figuring out like through this sort of audition process i mean, I mean sorry uh, yeah. Rehearsal process uh, yeah i'm like oh wait do i not have the part <laughs> <laughs> i'm like wait I've, I've gone to some really dark places i think <laughs> um well I, I think i'm learning still I, I do think i'm still learning because i don't think i've ever played a part i think i've i've played like with around with like drinking the characters have like maybe like drink too much or smoke cigarettes or weed but like not really hard drugs and so this is definitely the first time that I'm like okay let's let's look back a little bit and so I don't think I have like a I don't think I've perfected a method yet I will say that I've definitely been reminiscing a lot and thinking about the age where I was doing a lot of stuff and um, then going one step underneath of where, what, what, how did it get there? How did I start doing that? Um, And that's really, I think what's the most interesting part about it. It's not the actual like drug or whatever. It's, it's really like what brought me there? What was I trying to gain from doing that? And what, what did I not have that was, making me want to fill the void, you know? Um, so I guess we've talked about it, the intellectualizing of emotions, uh, and trying to understand kind of almost like on paper, how did this happen? But I think if I go too much into the feeling of it and I don't intellectualize it, I think that I could probably get, um, like, I, I, I almost want to like save that for, the performance and when in the rehearsals and when, when I'm playing Viv is really letting my emotional body go there. Yeah, totally. I think that's, well, it's, it's one of the great joys of, you know, being able to direct you and like work with you is because I, I share that sort of intellectual thing um, and like really wanting to understand and like wanting to be able to talk out sort of like, yeah, like, both the character and sort of like deeper things about the character, but then how it relates to my own life. And I want to understand how it relates within the context of the entire world. And basically like all the work that I've been doing for like the history shows of this podcast, like I, I, I want to do that um, when I'm, when I'm acting. And so rarely do I get a chance to do that. Number one, because there's just not enough time to do any of that work. And, um, 
so that's an issue. But number two is that like I don't ever I very rarely do I ever feel like I'm working with someone that like wants to listen to that or can help me translate all that intellectual whatever into actionable uh uh uh, uh choices and and, yeah. and 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 like an actual acting. Um and it's been one of the real pleasures of of working with you that like you that you want to do that stuff and like we get to figure out together like how to translate it into you know movement and voice yeah like. i i really um i i do feel that you you've been kind of like this incredible mentor in a way for my acting style and and making me think about my my acting style and you know we've talked about um I guess like more of a dominant energy that sometimes I Millie, you know, can leak into, into the character. Um, and one of the exercises that really, I mean, we talk, we've talked about psychological gestures and, and kind of like think being able to utilize that ability to be in the mind, but how do we get that connected to the body and use something like an image or an image of emotion that maybe we, we want to do physically, but it's too big to do on camera, you know, but we do it with within the mind and in our in our mind's eye and then keeping it subtle. But also the time where you were like, let's do that scene, but I don't want you to move your body at all. Only just the words are coming like, just, just, it's just exiting your mouth, you know, and that was so, so incredible, just to like, be so still and like slightly uncomfortable but also just the power of the of the words letting and letting that just be what it was and maybe there was a little bit of a facial expression here or there but overall it was like yeah that yeah the, that moment just like sizzled um and like the and yeah the facial expression the best part is that like yeah facial expression you know emotion was reading across all the fine musculature of your face you know what i mean but it was none of it was conscious none of it was yeah <laughs> none of it none of it was thought out none of it right. was like oh and then i like raised my eyebrow you know it was totally the only thing that you were focused on is what you were saying and what was happening internally and everything else would just, just acted off yeah. of that, off of that intention, which is like, yeah, that's what we're like trying to get to. And for me, um, yeah, I like my, I, I often like think myself into like a box. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I, I just, I like, I just want somebody to come along and like, help me, like, help me like channel it. Like, yeah. Into something. No, I'm the same way. I, I didn't, I didn't even know I wanted help until you were like, Hey, by the way, I can read all of this. And I'm like, okay, so I'm pretty fucking transparent. I don't, sorry, I need to cuss, but like, no, fucking, you, know, you can cuss as much as you fucking want. I just was like, this is this is this is someone who's like really good at acting, you know, and directing. And I've been, you know, you you go to those like classes like and you get pushed and and you 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 have those moments where you're challenged and stuff, but kind of for someone to just be like, "Hey, by the way, like I see through that. Like I know you're like act, like you're acting like really well right now. Like, you're doing a great job." Um, but it's very obvious what every thought you're like everything is I don't want to say predictable, but like, it kind of just made me like, okay, you know what, let me take a step back here and think about what is my style of acting? And really, am I just my, being myself? 
honestly, am I just being myself with a slight little variation or am I really entering into another, another psyche, you know? And I, and I think you can go a long way with just that slight variation. And a lot of actors, I think go a long way in their careers, not needing to really transform, but that is something that I want to be able to do. It's like a skill that I want to be able to learn to do. And I think that you have really opened my eyes to kind of how much I, I, I can continue to improve no matter how great of an actor you are. You can always get like, I know everyone says that, but like you really always have room to, to be better and, and hone in on your craft. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, even just like without outside of the, like sort of the grand context of like where we might be in our like overarching journey as an artist, just, yeah, just every, uh, every project is different. And every opportunity is different. And every project is an opportunity to ply our technique, to ply our craft, and hopefully take a step forward and like take something from that, um, from that, from that moment. And, um, but, you know, I will say like, also from my perspective, it's like, you know, when I look at you as somebody who's just like so brimming with talent and just like, so, and uh, talent and intellect, which is like such a, such a powerful combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. Uh, keep going though. What you were saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're just so amazing and so incredible and brilliant. Uh, and <laughs> um, uh, but that that's why that's why it's like. I mean, it doesn't. Sometimes for me, it doesn't feel like some sort of like grand direction to just be like. Hey Millie, just breathe. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. actually, like your talent and intellect is just like radiantly apparent. Like you don't need to like you don't need to like show me how smart you're being. You know what I mean? Like it's like that, that I really it's kind of just that. there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it is funny. I feel like the the times where you've been like, hey, let's do that scene again, Millie. Breathe. Like, can we breathe this time? And then it's like all of a sudden it's just like it's easier. And then even I'm like. Yeah, that was good. That felt good. And it, it's, it's, it's actually easier. Like it's actually just easier. And then the acting is even better. I guess you could say I'm too darn talented. And wow. Put, wow. A, put a lid on it, buddy. Hot know? take. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. I'm too talented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Um, so uh, going back to sort of the audition process, because there's a couple of the things that I just want to like talk about. So yeah. you, 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 send, you, you send that first tape, um, which I loved. You followed it up by DMing me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that was that uh, some is that something that you've done before? Is that like, have you usually communicated with a with a with an artist that you're auditioning for? Did was that a risk that you took? It was a risk that I took, and um, I don't, I, I genuinely don't know what compelled me to do it. I think I just I yeah I do not normally do that. I just want to put that out there. I I have at times DM'd um, artists that I admire. Um, similarly to like, if you were reaching out to someone to be on your podcast, you're just like, just shooting your shot, you know, professionally shooting your shot. Yeah. I, I've done that before, but never on a project that I like just auditioned for. Um, and I think we had followed each other and we had maybe had, you know what, I'm going to pull it up right now. I'm going to see what our conversation was. Cause I think it was out of, I think it was just out of the blue. I don't, it, it, I looked at it before we got onto this call. It was yeah. out of the blue. Like, I think we might've been following each other or like, had just followed following each other. but, but it was definitely like, yeah, you, it was the first, it was out of the blue. Like, Hey, I just submitted 
uh but it was very respectful, very, very collegial, very professional. Yes, um, I. It, it was just, yeah, I, I'm just saying I, the writing was far better than the majority of auditions I get. And as an actor, that was much appreciated. If you want a video of me playing piano instead of guitar, let me know. Best of luck with everything. So I think I was definitely just like, I just wanted the, the damn part. <laughs> I mean, let's get real. I was just like, hey, because I think. Guitar is not my my first instrument. I mean, for to the people who are just meeting me or hearing me for the first time, I can play guitar. I just not not like incredibly well. I'm uh, I was classically trained in piano. That's really like where like that's very home e- homey easy for me to just like you know play piano. And so I thought after I sent in the audition because you said guitar, but I think you also said like or acapella or any instrument. And I thought shit should I have done this on piano and just like knocked the socks off of this guy and so then I thought well maybe he maybe like he doesn't know that if he liked it or not and so like if he sees a video of me playing piano I mean it was just totally in my own head about like how can I be more appealing in any way possible yeah yeah I mean hey it was uh no I mean first of all you crushed it on guitar um uh, but yeah, no, it was, it's just a cool, I think it's kind of interesting. It's like, cause there is no like right way to do an audition process and like, yeah, reaching out directly, like is maybe something that like someone might tell you like not to do or right. to do, or like you have to do it in a certain way. All of that advice is like kind of bullshit. Um, yeah. and you sort of just, I, like, I felt you, uh, I guess it kind of read through that like little gesture of like you leading with your heart, but also in like a very professional, very respectful, uh, w- like way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that was that was kind of interesting because then of course you do a, a callback audition, you submit another scene, uh, which was also great, and then I let you know like, hey, by the way. I want to do an in-person callback, mm-hmm. uh, like a final in-person callback, but I had I had to get through a bunch of other auditions. So I was like, it's going to be a little while. And then you messaged me again and were like, hey, do you want to like get together um, and like meet up? Or I think you were like, if you're in Athens, like I could meet up in Athens. And anyway, that was, I mean, that was a moment where I was, at first I was a little hesitant because I was like, well, you know, I want to keep this process like totally unbiased and like... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, what, but, but at the same time, like there was, there was nothing about your communication that like read, like red flag. Right. And on, on the other hand, it's sort of like, okay, well, if I'm going to get into the trenches, like with this artist, you know, I want to know that we have like a personal rapport too. Right. So, so what were you thinking when you like, so, reached okay, out? I will say, I feel like I'm coming across like a fucking psychopath. Um, no, no. I will say this. I was in Athens visiting my parents and I didn't know if you, I, for some reason I assumed you lived in Athens. I didn't know if you lived in Atlanta or Athens, but I thought you lived in Athens. So I thought, okay, I'm only here for the weekend. We could just go, literally grab a, a coffee because I don't know if I'll, I like, just to connect, you know, I didn't, I, I really wasn't like thinking it was going to be some big thing, but we ended up actually talking for like a few hours. Like it was like, it was was like, it was like three hours. So yeah, we met in Atlanta. We ended up like hanging out for like three hours, um, which was really fun. Um, and yeah, no, not a, not a psycho, like, of course, like anyone could, you know, anyone could do these things and seem like a psycho, but it didn't seem, no, it didn't come (laughs) off that way at all. Uh, it felt like 
yeah, like just uh, two artists like talking to each other and sort of like seeing like, hey, is this something that we could collaborate on? Uh, which I really appreciated. I mean, honestly, like that was very assuring yeah. to me. I, I, I'm glad that that's how it came across because I think it was like, I just really care about about the work that I do. And I think I just felt in my in my in my bones that this was a project that would really, really help me. And I don't just mean that like in a, in a career way. I mean that just as as an actor, like I just felt like this was something that I've never been able to step into. And I just really wanted the opportunity to be able to do it. So um, I, you know, I do a lot of commercials and I, I've been doing a lot of commercials for a while. And I, I think I just kind of was feeling a little burnt out and a little performative and smiley and just that commercial feel. And then here comes this project flying into my atmosphere. That's just completely, you know, sensitive and, and romantic and, and dark and real. And I just was like, Oh my God, it's like, it was like a breath of just fresh air. Yeah. I definitely pursued it more than I've probably pursued any other project. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you did it with, I think the most important thing is that you did it honestly and with an, with an open heart Mm -hmm. and, um, which is like all you can kind of like, I think that's all you really have control over, you know? Um, and, uh, and those type of things like are not, those are not off-putting. Like those things aren't Mm -hmm. creepy or like weird or like, oh, I shouldn't have messaged someone. Right. I think think if like, if you, yeah, if you lead with that sort of like honest and like open-hearted, you know, whatever, um, it's just, it's, it's nice to know that you're working with someone who, yeah. Yeah. Or potentially might work with someone who cares. And also trusting your gut. Cause I think honestly, like all the times I reached out to you to connect was, was really just going off of like instinct. Like this feels like something I want to do. Like this feels right. It was, it was not something that I was like analyzing, like this will be like, it was never like a strategic thing. It just was like in a gut feeling of like, let me do this. And I think any any actor like any professional no actually just anyone in general literally like trusting your gut it's always gonna be like the best thing that you can do I hate to be like so cheesy but it's so true like sometimes that's just the best thing you can do is just like trust your gut you know yeah absolutely so then okay so then we I finally scheduled the in-person callback oh god and this was like (laughs) and so this is like it was uh, so there was uh you uh, another actor uh female actor and then several guys and we were kind of rotated and everyone got to read with everyone. So what, what do you remember about that day? How did you prepare? What, what don't you, I remember? What were you, about thinking? That um, <laughs> you know, I was, so I was nervous a little, I was a little nervous going into it because there's not much like, in, like there's, we don't ever since COVID, like there's so much virtual callbacks and stuff I just I was kind of just like this is fun like in person yay I'm gonna read and vibe off somebody like this is gonna be great um and then when I walked in and I saw that the other actor looked almost I mean they we just looked so similar you know as far as our look I mean we were almost wearing the same outfit we had like both like a crop top like jeans and boots and I was just like I thought that my like androgyny was going to really like set me apart. I was like, if I'm going to get it, it's going to be because like this, this hair baby. And then we had like the same haircut and I was like, all right. Okay. Um, 
And which so- is so, which is so funny, by the way. Just, just to jump in, um, uh, the, the, those, those, the, the, the physical appearance of of either of y'all was like not the like the right. like. There was no look that I was like looking for or whatever. It, like, yeah. It, uh, you guys were invited uh, purely on just like talent and execution of the scenes. Just wanted to throw right. That no, it's no, it's just that's such a funny coincidence because like yeah, I, I immediately thought, oh, Viv has like this is like her look, you know. Um, and then I remember going into every time I'd go into the room to read, um, I would get the cute meat scene. Like I like we were balancing it out pretty well, but like. In general, I felt like I I did kind of like the lighter scene a few times, and then there was some heavier scenes. But whenever you know, and, and this is I don't even know if I told you this. I had my ear up to that fucking door. <laughs> I, God, I was there. I was like that, and I could, and I was thinking, <laughs> okay, she's good. They're good. Sounds it, and and everyone's loving it mm-hmm they're all vibing to that and then you know i just it was like the la la land scene with emma stone where it's just like i just felt like oh great what am i doing here you know um but then i i felt like you would come up to me and give me these like beautiful directions of like okay this time i want you to like you're gonna say this line and then pause and then say the next line. And it went two ways in my brain. It was like one, either you're like the dumbest actor in the world because you don't know how to say these lines and like you're doing something wrong or he likes you a lot as an actor and challenging you to like see what you can do with direction. And so I didn't like overthink it in the moment. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna follow it. But there was a moment where I almost started like crying in the back and back in the like lobby because I just realized how badly like I wanted it. And not just that, but I was having a moment of like in my career, just feeling like, you know, I'm going to be 27 soon. And like, if I can't like really nail this and do this, like kind of just a moment of like, I've been preparing for these moments, like my whole life, you know, like, it's just interesting how you can feel so big and then small and then big again and small again and it just all happens rapidly and it was overall an incredible experience I left feeling just really good but also like there, there was definitely a feeling in the back of my mind of like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty crushed if this doesn't go my way which has happened before and it will happen again and that's just being an actor but emotionally just feeling like okay I really I really love this role like I really love this character um it was daunting wow that's 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 intense i i remember i remember like feeling your investment like emotionally uh in the room and like in the reading and what i think is so interesting and again this is sort of like like there's no like the the audition process is so strange I so encourage every actor to like, just, just make their own short film and like, don't just cast your friends in it. Like actually have a, a casting call just so that you feel yourself on the other side Mm -hmm. of it, because it's just, it is so wild uh, as to like why certain people, you know, seem to fit into certain things. Um, Anyway, the, but the moment I remember the most from your callback is clearly because you were listening to through the door, but you were 
in mid scene, you know, you stopped and you said, you were like, well, I've, I've heard from the lobby that other people have been yelling. And you were like, you were like, and I feel like I haven't been yelling. And like, you were like, and I just want to know, like, should I be yelling? Like, am I like, I I feel, and it was like, but, and you said this thing, it was so vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like you, 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 you could have, you could have, you could have just internalized that you could have sat on it. You could have just used it to like tell yourself like, or like felt bad about yourself. You know, all things that I've done in audition rooms before. Instead you opened up, you trusted me, you know, in sharing this, like this thought, this, the sort of like self-conscious thought that you were Mm -hmm. having as an actor. And it was such a, it was just such a vulnerable moment that like, I really appreciated. And then on top of that, like not only that, but like, you know, I, I told you like, Hey, like, I don't need you to yell. Like, you know, it's not about yelling, like, mm-hmm. or whatever. And, um, and from there, you like, I think you got, you content, you got even softer, you got even mm-hmm. more internal. Like, it's like you, you, you moved through that vulnerability, like with such grace and with such, um, yeah, with such poise and just like honesty. Um, it, and it was something that was just so wonderful. And it like, it had nothing to do exactly with like the performances. Cause like the performances were in great shape across the board, but there was something about that interpersonal moment that just like um, was really powerful in the room. I, I appreciate you saying that. And I think um, I did hesitate before I said it. I wasn't sure if I should bring it up, but there was just a moment where I thought, you know, I can get angry in this scene. Like I'm capable of doing it. It's not what I'm feeling inclined naturally to do as an actor, but if that is what you want and that's what I've been hearing, I want to make sure that, you know, I can do that, you know, like I can go there. And so I, I was just, yeah, it was totally a moment of, of insecurity and, and comparison and all those things that really strip away that kind of like, when we, when we talk about like, walking in the room with like or into a scene and everyone can see you and that kind of like dominant like I've got this energy it was like really the opposite of that and I think that was important that you saw that I have that that type of vulnerability but also the confidence it takes to be that vulnerable it's really interesting like the weird little things that as a director like make you feel like okay like this is someone I can work with like this is someone who I can trust to advocate for themselves to share like what they're going through as an artist and like that's that's so much of what I value like in this process and like what I want to try to lead with in this process um moving forward like I'm curious so as an actor myself uh even just like five years ago I would come out of an audition and I would like obsess about it for days um and like I'd have a really hard time letting go I think I've gotten a lot better of late to the point where like it's about even with like bigger auditions i think about it for about like 5 minutes and then i literally like forget that i did it that day mm-hmm. um and i don't know i don't even like i know it took a lot of work and like technique to like get to that point but i can't even really really recall how that happened but uh i'm curious do you have any like post audition routines that you do to kind of like help yourself let go or i really don't have a i, I just kind of like I'm like, fuck it. I don't really yeah. care. <laughs> I really don't. And then, some, then I'll look back like, for, like today, for example, I was like, wow, I've done a lot of auditions recently. Haven't heard anything, you know? And I had a moment of like, 
I have been doing a lot of auditions and that kind of had a little insecure feeling about that. Just like, you know, when you've done a lot of auditions and they're going to call back on any of them, you know, you're just like, well, great. But <laughs> as far as like an individual audition, like finish it, I'm like, no, just get, send it in, forget about it, move on with your day. Um, focus on something else that you've got going on creatively. And if you don't have something on going, going on creatively, I got to a point where I was really low and I was like, I'm just going to make something. And that's been beautiful. Like that's been the best thing I've, I've ever done. I think for myself and probably even just for like my career, like to just be like, okay, well, I have the resources. I know people I can also even just sitting down and writing something like, even if it sucks, like just to just do something, you know, I was like, yeah. you gotta get out of this funk girl. Like, that was back in like December, but nice. So, okay. So then, uh, all right. So after that, uh, final callback, like two to three days later, I text you like, Hey, uh, you know, I want, let me know when you're free to give you a call. Um, and we talked and I said, I, you know, I'd love to, love to cast you in this role. What was, what was, uh, what was going through your head then? Well, I remember you sent me the text and I was like, Oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. Good or good, good or bad. Like, at least I'm going to get the answer. And, um, I, you know, I talked to you on the phone and I was just like, basically like spit it out. Like, please God, just tell me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you just were like, I just want to say, I really appreciate everything that you've done for this process and being so patient. And I was just thinking, that's a, that's an opener that could go either way, you know, (laughs) that's an opener that could go like, and, you know, we decided to go a different direction, but I'm just so grateful for everything you put into this, or it could have gone and which it did, thank God. And I would like you to play Viv, you know, and I just remember, I think I squealed. Um, and then we talked for a while and then I called my parents, I FaceTimed my parents and I was like, I didn't get it. And my dad was like, God damn it. Like he was so mad. He was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, I was kidding. I got it. And they're like, oh my gosh. And my dad was like, you know, Millie, I was going to say, if you didn't get it, that would have been a mistake. He would have been making a mistake. I'm telling you. And that's just such a dad thing. Like such a dad he would have thing. been making a mistake. And like, just how like, they're just so like invested. And also just cause it's filming in Athens. They were like so excited to be able to like have me there. And, just we just like had a little celebration because they've been on the other end of that phone call where it's been so many gnomes you know oh wow yeah so, i don't share that stuff with my parents so that's <laughs> yeah that, when i said parentified it's it's uh we're like this whoa so, that's intense I mean, they're like my best friends it's i know it's a lot though it's a lot yeah my that's, an, that's amazing talk about it no it is amazing but it's you know codependencies <laughs> codependency is one hell of a drug i I remember that uh, like as we ended that phone call you were like i'm gonna go call my parents now (laughs) i I, like just i was like i was alone but i I, you're like are we 17 and i did like a i did like one of the i was like (laughs) um uh, um, i'm curious like so i've experienced before where there's like this shift from like the audition mindset where it's like i want something i'm like sort of in the throes of competition you know i want to like beat out the other people like i want to get this thing um i can't help but imagine myself like doing it and being there and then i book it and there's sort of this moment of like 
oh shit like okay it's like i, I have to do this now like we're actually going to do this like in front of <laughs> in front of a camera do you ever experience like a shift sort of like that of like between the audition process and then like okay now we're actually like doing this now i've i've definitely i definitely felt that with it i think i was already so invested in this that it was like it just felt like the nat the natural next step. And then as soon as we started rehearsals, it just like everything just like felt so right, like immediately. Um, but without the times that I haven't had rehearsals or like just have gone from a virtual callback to an email to then being on set, it definitely is kind of a little bit jarring. You're like, okay, so I I've known these lines now for like two weeks, but let me like what were they again like let me make sure i've got my like head screwed on right here um so that 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 is something i appreciate about this project is is the time that we're taking to really you know learn and understand our characters and our relationships and um i think that's going to lend itself really well when we start filming i'm curious like you know obviously like you know this is like a a micro budget you know diy film like we don't have any you know, uh, a big, you know, production company support or support from a distributor uh, as of right now. Um, you know, all this is like, you, you know, I've tried to be as transparent as possible, like with everybody, like at every step of the process. I'm curious, like when you think about doing projects like that, you know, what are some, what is something that, what are some of the things you like about it? And then what are also some things that like come into your mind as a performer that are of concern, red flags, things that you want to be careful of? Cause, um, it's a it's a tough thing like jumping into a a a low budget DIY ship with some with, with someone who's like come on aboard you know yeah. <laughs> like, no I, I I I think the pros outweigh the cons mostly um, but on this project specifically the pros outweigh the cons without I mean it's not even the material I mean like if you really are passionate about acting. And you have a role or a script or whatever it is that you feel connected to and that you feel drawn to. That's really all that matters. Like if you are able to perform and do the thing that you love to do, and even if you're getting paid just a little bit, like that is in and of itself, like, like invaluable. Like it's just, it's so, it's so like fulfilling. And so for this, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like how, like, you know, obviously anything, anything counts. Like I'll take whatever, you know, I'm glad that there's, that this is, that this is paid. But at the same time, I'm like, this is material that I am so lucky and and grateful to be able to perform and bring the life that like, that is what's so valuable on other projects. Well, let's say that the material is not that great and the pay is also not that great. Obviously some of the red flags would be, you know, am I going to, be like you got to take care of yourself you've got to be your own advocate and i as you have already seen that's something that i'm used to doing like i'm literally going to be 27 at that at this age like you gotta know how to do that um you know when i was like 22 or 23 there would be times where i maybe would like not say like hey i need to like go to the bathroom before we're about to roll and it's like no matter where i'm like i'm gonna make sure like i'm good i'm gonna make sure i'm taking care of um I got to take a fat dump and like, you guys are going to hold this seat. I got to do a major 10 two right now. So if you guys don't mind giving me five minutes for that 10 two, um, <laughs> but, 
but no, I mean, it's just, you gotta just advocate for yourself and, and independent projects. Like you're there's like, even like little things like parking, like the organization might not be as strong. Like there, there's might not be as many people that know what's going on. It could be a longer day, but then, you know, you work on a big like budget thing and like, yeah, maybe you get your hair and makeup done and like you have a nice little honey wagon or something but it's like it's still probably gonna be a really long day and just if you like it you you like the role and I think on an independent project there's more I really honestly probably would say that right now in my life I've enjoyed working on indie projects more than I have worked working on big budget projects is this when you think back to what you imagined your career might look like maybe as this as your as your dream was coming into it an image, you know, when you were a child and you were starting to think about yourself as an actor. Um, how did that, how does that image compare to your life today? That is such an interesting question because I think like when I was little, the dream was always like, you know, pop star actor, like I'm going to be, it was more like fame oriented. You know, when you're a kid, you don't really understand, like you think of just being on a screen and like that's you're gonna do this and then the more uh, the older I got and the more like creatively invested I felt um not just with like you know acting but also like making like music for film doing like cinematography you know like getting really passionate and and into all the whole world I think that I I went on a date earlier this week and she thought I was like 32 because of like how much I had accomplished. And it was really interesting from an outsider's perspective, like someone who doesn't work in film to like look at my life and be like, you've accomplished so much. And then like on my bad days, I'm like, I've done nothing. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> like what do I have to even show for myself? Like I was 11's foot on Stranger Things. Like, wow, <laughs> you're so cool. Like, you know, but then I have those kind of pinch me moments where I'm like, I have savings. Like I actually like am okay. I'm I can do these different things. Like I can lend myself here. I can I can be an AD if I want to. Like I feel like I have the knowledge and I, that's really where I feel that I've become the most successful. Um it I probably don't I probably don't look like what I thought I was going to look like. I probably don't sound like or act like what I thought I was going to I'm sure young me would be a little surprised and would think maybe that I would be a farther along, but I've always been a late bloomer. So I don't know why I'm surprised. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I've always just been a little bit still dwelling on other stuff and like, wait, I got to catch up. I got to catch up. Got to catch up. And um, so I think I'm exactly where I need to be. Of course you always have that part of you. That's like, I wish I was a little bit farther, but like, you're not. So shut up. Not to you. I'm talking to myself. Oh, no. It applies to me too. Shut uh, <laughs> up, Aaron. God. I mean, I look, I think that you and I, I think we have a lot in common. Mm -hmm. I was thinking back to, you were talking about your date, you know, and like them being like, oh, you've accomplished so much or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes people will say the same thing to me or sometimes I'll like be telling stories of my life and people will be like, wow, like you've, you, yeah, you've done a lot. Um, whereas from my perspective, you know, like I'm going to like, you know, in the time that I've dated and then been married to my wife, you know, I've watched her graduate medical school, graduate business school, go to medical residency, complete medical residency, get invited to be a chief 
physician at a like one of the largest hospitals in the country and then graduate that and now become like a working doctor and not only have i watched her do this go through this journey and like achieve all these things and we go to i have to go to like a graduation like every may just for her and then like all of her peers are on doing all these things and i'm just every year i'm just thinking oh god i am just such a loser um <laughs> that's incredible and i would be incredibly intimidated but also so inspired like that would, that's like kind of like my dream partner and i think because me and you are similar i really i i tend to and I, I don't know why we're talking about dating right now. It just kind of popped up, but like, well, I'm bringing it up. I don't know why it didn't pop up. I'm yeah, yeah you're literally, I'm you're, literally, you're literally saying it I'm right now. I'm literally bringing it up. Um, but I, I like dating other artists has always been like challenging for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. And, and you know, I like th- this person I went on a date with, it, it, it's, it didn't go anywhere. Don't like, don't, don't ask any follow-up questions, um, please. So but, about this date, um, but she was like a surgeon's assistant. And I was like, that's exactly what I need. <laughs> that's exactly what I need. Just someone who has no clue what I'm talking about. And I don't know what you're talking about, but that's fine because that's the, that's the beauty of it. I'm like, your world is so amazing and cool, babe. And she's like, your world is so, and then in our actual worlds, we're like, yeah, like just another day. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. But to them, it's like this special, cool, beautiful thing. My wife and I go way back. She's my oldest friend. Like that's the, the ground, um, uh, the foundation of our relationship. But the fact that we are in so vastly different fields, it, it, it keeps, I mean, it keeps the dinner table interesting. You yeah, know I mean? for sure. And it's like, we're not sick of like, yeah, you don't get sick of like, and you're not comparing yourself to them, you know, cause it's like so vastly different. I guess everything I just said was me comparing myself to her, but you know, <laughs> like, but like not in like a practical sense, you know, yeah, I'm not right. like, Oh, I can't believe like, she got this fellowship and I didn't, you know, it's like, right. There's no like little insecure competition going on, which I feel right. like is so there. And even when you don't want it to be there in a relationship with an artist, like it, there's just, it's just that the field is competitive. Like we're just, you know, it, you can't help, but like be like, Oh, what, what casting director was that one from babe? You know? Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I have a really bad joke, um, but I wanted to make it when you were talking. Um, you were saying like you never get you never get sick. And I was gonna say, and if you do, you're dating a doctor. So you're good. So it's like, are you ever really gonna get sick? No. Wow, Millie Rose Evans, thank you so much for joining us uh with you. Like, that was <laughs> can we edit that? I mean, I don't I that's like no that's i think that's got to stay in that's like I literally think. blackmail material the hardest thing about becoming a dad is that i can't make a single joke without it like automatically becoming a dad joke mm. um mm-hmm. and i feel like that was a little dad joke energy and it made me it, it made me dad- feel seen yeah i am not a dad but i have been told i have dad like energy especially when i dance i do a lot of, like kind of like a shoulder movement i got a like, <laughs> shoulder vibe um, like I'm really bad at dancing, so I definitely am like the dad at the barbecue moves, you know. Okay, uh, let me ask. This is my last question. Okay, and this is a question that I think every director should ask their actors. Is it, is it, is it gonna be something stupid like, "What's your favorite pizza topping?" No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> C- couldn't you tell I was getting my serious voice on? Right, which was what was scaring me. Okay, what would make this film experience? the best possible experience for you as we go forward? 
Hmm. So selfishly, I would say to keep pushing me to be a better actor. You, you see me acting. I want all the notes. I think that's the main thing that I can gain from this is like really just becoming better. And I think being a better, a better person, not just an actor, but a better person on set, a better person to act with a better, you know, scene partner, a better, you know, like a better listener, like all of these things. Like I just, I just want to become better at what I do. And that is what I've gained so far from the project is becoming better. And so I think that is something I I feel like my gut is telling me that is ultimately going to be the most valuable thing that I get from this experience is becoming a better actor and being able to look back and say that is the project that really elevated my abilities and and just just helped me you know there's two things that I think of when I hear that um uh the first is is that it's so often in commercial uh, projects or in big budget studio films where there's a sort of assumption that everyone just like comes like ready made and like mm-hmm. the film comes ready made and we're just getting together on an assembly line to like churn out this thing. Um, and that I believe deep down, cause I know within my heart, that's, it's the process. It's about the becoming and it's about, yeah, it's about becoming better that, that inspires that it's, it's exciting. Um, and that I think that, providing, uh, uh, creating a, a, a circumstance under which artists can explore those things and take those risks that are required to become better. That's really what it's all about. Um, and it's just amazing how like I, to hear that and to just to be reminded about how I think that that's like an inherent part of the artistic process and something that needs to be honored. So that's number one. Number two is that, that, that tr- the, the, um, the trust and the faith required in order to create a circumstance under which someone can get better is something that I just take very seriously that I don't take lightly that I think is just, um, it, it requires, it, re- it requires trust. It requires safety. It requires, um, uh, that sense of, of community of just that, that cause like you can't really get better until you feel like, I think that the people you're working with are there that, that got you, you know what I mean? Totally. And that you are held and supported by your teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, those are the things that I think of when, when I hear you say that. And I hope that we can, like, create that that space together. Uh, Millie, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, where can people follow you uh, and, like, find out more about what you're working on? My my Instagram is Millie Rose Evans. I'm not really active on much else. I did have a TikTok that I, it got banned for some reason. I don't, I don't know what I did wrong. I don't. Millie Rose Evans on there as well. I'd make some funny videos sometimes. And then also I make music. I I should probably say that as well. You can check me out on whatever. I'll use your podcast line, whatever music streaming platform that works for you, or you know, however you. That is not my. That is not my. Whatever platform you get your podcasts on, or what is what's your the line that you say? Yeah, you got to get your buttons down wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you 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 check out behind the slate, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out Millie Rose Evans' music wherever you get your music. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, 
Okay, well, we'll uh, all that stuff will be linked down in the show notes. Um, thank you all so much for listening. You can follow our progress on Instagram at Withdrawal Film. Uh, of course, I'll be posting on Behind the Slate as well. And um, we will keep you posted with uh, every step of the journey. Ooh. And until next time, that's a wrap. Thank you.